You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Are we played it, everybody, on a Halloween edition Wednesday, October 31st, and a Thursday, November 1st, the Locked On Crossover Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. As we get you ready for the Lions and Vikings on Sunday, Lions going to Minnesota. We will talk to, we usually talk to the host of Locked On Vikings or the Locked On host from the other team. Unfortunately, uh, right now on the network, we don't have a host for Locked On Vikings. So our main man, Anthony Broom from 247sports.com and cbssports.com, who's covered the Vikings for that outfit, uh, will give us a couple of minutes here momentarily. But uh, the Lions are, are getting back to work today. Everybody healthy. That includes Ziggy Ansah. Uh, hit the old bit siren, but uh, Ziggy was out of practice today. But you know he won't play on Sunday. Come on, let's be completely honest with that. Also, Matt Patricia addressed the media today and discussed the Golden Tate situation, says they still feel like they can win this year, and how he had to talk to Golden last night about uh, how much he loved him, how much he cared about him, the organization cared about him, but it's a business decision and everything else. Also today, in case you missed it, before we talk to Anthony, uh, Matt Patricia today scolding ESPN.com's Mike Rothstein for not sitting up in his seat uh, and asking a question. Now, you can tell throughout the weeks that Patricia is annoyed by Rothstein's questions. Heck, we played one a couple of weeks ago when Rothstein was asking about Ziggy Ansah. So today that came to a head. Uh, So if you had um, uh, October 31st Halloween when Matt Patricia would be lionized and it would be his Jim Caldwell moment, his Marty Morningwig moment, his Rod Marinelli moment, his Jim Schwartz moment at the podium. Today's the day as a man that's unshaven and wearing a ball cap and a pencil in his hat, in his ear, is upset with reporters maybe not sitting up straight at his press conferences. What a circus. And I'll continue, continue to tell you, and I did this yesterday, that I do not like this Golden Tate trade. And I believe the Lions are going to go to Minnesota and lose on Sunday. What's going on with the Vikings as our Locked On crossover for this Wednesday? Brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. You play, you win, they pay at MyBookie. Is with Anthony Broom from 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports covering the Vikings uh, for those uh, websites. What's up, A.B.? Not much, man. Always good to talk to you, talk football and, and all of that. Excited to be here. We can also throw out there that you are the uh, you are the proprietor of one uh, of one maizeandbrew dot com, correct? Yes, still keeping that rolling strong with uh, the Michigan Wolverines football, basketball, all that fun stuff going on still too. So uh, I wear many hats these days. So Tony, tell me about the Vikings. Uh, you look at the record; it's underwhelming with the four wins and the tie. Uh, the injuries are piling up. Yet, yet you know, in the end, if if you were a betting man and you looked at this division, you'd still put your money on Minnesota, wouldn't you? I would think so. I mean, you look at three, I guess, I mean, they have four non-wins, as I've been calling them, because they do have the one tie in there. But even in those games, outside of the game where Buffalo came to town and really just took it to them, which nobody saw coming, it's still weird in hindsight to think that that actually happened. But, you know, in three of those games, they were they were right there for the most part. I mean, the Rams, they had a nice little shootout with them. Couldn't get a stop on defense. The Packers game, you had the missed kicks. The other day with the Saints, you have the turnovers, the, you know, the miscues. Their, their biggest enemy so far hasn't really been anything that's, you know, a bit a glaring weakness for them. It's really been self-inflicted wounds and really a lot of gunshot, uh, gunshots right to the foot. You know, turnovers, sloppy play. 
one day, one game, the offense will be on and the defense can't get a stop. The other days, the defense will be on and the offense is turning over the football. So it's really a team that has all the ingredients to, to win this, I mean, win this division, of course. And you know, I think if they are able to put it all together, you are still looking at one of the better teams in the NFC, but they still quite through eight games haven't been able to put it all together. All right, so we're talking Anthony Broom from 24-7 Sports, covers the Vikings. Let's get into the injuries first and foremost because, you know, they've had injuries in terms of physical injuries. They've had the mental side and the emotional side with Everson Griffin being out. Now he's back. But, you know, will Stephon Diggs play this weekend? What's going on with uh, uh, Rhodes closed, Xavier Rhodes? There's a, there's a lot, of, lot of guys banged up right now, aren't there? Yeah, there are. And the Stephon Diggs thing was a new thing that popped up. Uh, on Wednesday as they start up their week of practice. I would think that he's still going to play. Uh, the defense, those guys, obviously Anthony Barr, Xavier Rhodes, they weren't able to give it a go on Sunday. I still think at some point, I don't think it's going to be too terribly long-term with those guys, but what they have going for them is that when you have a lot of big contracts on your payroll like they do with with Rhodes and with obviously Kirk Cousins some of these other guys, you have to be able to find young, cheap, quality depth, and they have quite a bit of that. Uh, Eric Wilson came in for Anthony Barr last week, made his first career start and played really well. Uh, they've got an undrafted rookie in Holton Hill at cornerback that a lot of people feel, you know, eventually has some starting ability for them. Uh, and he played pretty well as well. And it was one of those things where the defense wasn't the problem against the Saints. It was the offense. Things kind of snowballed out of the, you know, out of some of the mistakes they made. So, you know, injuries are a concern, but I still feel like they have the depth to overcome it. And one I didn't even bring up was uh, Dalvin Cook has pretty much been a non-factor all year. And, you know, you have a pretty capable back in Latavius Murray that can carry the load for him. So, and two undrafted rookie running backs that have played well, too. So injuries are a concern for them. Uh, to me, it wouldn't really be the biggest concern uh, because I, I do think that they have a lot of quality young depth and, and a lot of those guys are playing well. Dalvin Cook going to play on Wednesday, uh, on Sunday uh, as you and I talk on Wednesday, or is it still another week? I, I don't think he'll end up playing. I think they were going to try. They were trying to get him back a couple weeks ago. I think they backed off of that because the hamstring that's hurt for him right now is on that same leg that the torn ACL was on. So what we've seen is them kind of back off from him. And I think that with this game on Sunday, like I said, you've got a capable guy in Latavius Murray. You've got a couple good running uh, backs that they feel good about that were undrafted free agents. And you're going up against a Lions run defense that, you know, no matter who's been back there, uh, they've been pretty leaky uh, in that aspect of, the, of their game on defense. So uh, I don't think they need him back this week. You get through this game without him, then you've got to buy. You've got two weeks to kind of get him even more healthy uh, before you go to Chicago. So I think it's going to be at least another game for him. Tell me about you know what what what's been the biggest problem? And again, we're we're, we're kind of talking injuries and, and negativity here, but they still are four three and one, and everything's still in front of them. Obviously, New Orleans wanted that game badly last week, and uh, you could tell. Yet the defense held Drew Brees what I think under two hundred yards passing. So um, you know when you circle why they've they lost to Buffalo, they've tied a game that they. Obviously, the kicking game was a problem, but what else do you see as one of the reasons why this team, with a loss this week, would be a 500 football team at the halfway point? Yeah, to me, I think I look for, through eight games, I look for a common thread. I mean, things that happen in, in one or two games, you can kind of write off, I think. But when you look at the body of work of this team and the eight games that they've played, it's been the offensive line. I mean, they have had the injuries up front. They lost their starting left guard, Nick Easton, in training camp. So they lost Easton. They lost their second string uh, left guard and Tom Compton a couple weeks ago. I don't think that's going to be too terribly long term, but 
Uh, again, with the bye coming up, I don't know if you'll see him on Sunday. So you're down to your third-string guy there. You know, they've been banged up. Riley Reef has been banged up. Uh, the right tackle, uh, Rashad Hill, has been banged up at times. So injuries have been a concern there. But really, I don't. even when those guys have been healthy, it just it hasn't been – quite good enough for them they've done a really good job of amassing talent and and you know you look at their 53 man they've got one of the most talented rosters in the entire league but for whatever reason they have not been able to hit on the offensive line you know if you want to look at something say okay well through eight games what's their biggest problem okay well will they get to the playoffs what can their biggest problem be i really do think that this year that's going to hold them back and it will continue to hold them back anthony broom 24 7 sports.com cbs sports.com covering the vikings Joining us here on the Locked On Lions, Locked On Vikings, a crossover podcast. Uh, you know, Anthony, the, the way Adam Thielen is playing right now, and I know he's amassed 100 yards now in eight straight games right up there with Calvin Johnson and doing something like that is absolutely incredible for an undrafted guy and, and a guy off the street from years ago. And we knew he, he was a breakout star, but um, what's he doing this year that's making him even even more special? I think with Adam, it's really just an attention to detail, a, a drive to just, it's a cliche, but a guy that just tries to get better every single day. And a couple of years ago, he had, a, you know, a nice little breakout season. I think it was like he had maybe 900 yards and a couple of touchdowns, which for an undrafted rookie a couple of years before that, that's a pretty big deal. And then last year, he got even better with Case Keenum. And then this year, you know, you could make the case that he's been the best all around wide receiver in the league. So he just keeps getting better. Uh, I've made this comparison a few times. I, I see a lot of Larry Fitzgerald in his game, um, which obviously a Minnesota native, a guy that uh, a lot of Vikings fans would have loved to have at some point, but they've got that guy now, and it, it's incredible. He's just never satisfied. People always ask him about his stats, his numbers, and he, you know, he's he's done an excellent job. Eight straight games. Uh, he's going for the record on Sunday of nine straight games with that. Um, depending on who he gets matched up against. If it's oh, Tabor, he'll, he'll, he'll have 200. Yeah, so. He'll get it, Anthony. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those, uh, there's, he's, it's, it's been fun to watch. I mean, those, those two guys, him and Stefan Diggs are, you know, might just be, you know, Stefan Diggs is the guy who just got the big money deal. Uh, but dig, um, but Thielen right now is, might be one of the most fun wide receivers in the game to watch. Just, I don't understand how, we're in three years of this now where he's playing really good football and he's just always open, which just speaks to, you know, how good he is as a route runner. Just, I don't know how they, how he does it, but he just keeps getting better every week. What about Kirk Cousins the last week, the big pick six, which I think kind of changed the game. Uh, and he's done that in the past. And you know this from his days, even at Michigan State, he's thrown that big pick six or that big interception. I've never been a huge fan. And obviously, Minnesota felt like they were upgrading going and getting him. And letting Keenum walk. Uh, what's your take on Cousins? I think he. I think he's been good. I don't think he's been great. I don't think he's taken this, you know, Drew Brees to New Orleans uh, type leap that some people thought he would maybe take. I think he's been pretty good. Um, to me, he's not even. You know, if you want to go down the list of the top three or four problems on this team right now, he wouldn't be up there. I mean, he's been prone to. That really was the only bad interception he's thrown so far this year. And really, it was kind of a 50-50 thing. Diggs stops running his route. That ball probably shouldn't go where it did anyway. So there's blame on both guys there. But the, the problem with him has been the fumbling problem, which uh, obviously when your offensive line isn't that great and you're getting a lot of blindside pressure, uh, he just hasn't been 
that secure with the football when he's had to run with it. Uh, in that game against Buffalo, he had you know two balls knocked out of his hand, pretty much the exact same play, both off pressures that were allowed by Riley Reef. So ball security is still a concern with him, uh, but I think some of the throws that, that he's made this year are, you know, he it sounds so stupid and so cliche to call him dimes, so to speak, but they have been dimes. They, they've been really good. Um, he's got as, as much arm talent as, you know, almost any other quarterback in the league, but there's still those, like you said, he's still susceptible to that boneheaded turnover every once in a while. And, and like I said, I think the problem with the Vikings overall is that, like I said, when Kirk has been on fire, those have been the games that the defense has allowed a lot of points. And when he hasn't played so well, those have been the games that the defense has, has been better and you've missed opportunities to score more points. So, uh, like I said, it's really just been a practice of just not being able to finish, not being able to put it all together this year. Anthony Broom with me uh, from uh, 247sports.com. It's our Locked On Lions uh, crossover Wednesday. Lions and Vikings coming up this Sunday. Minnesota, uh, last I looked, Anthony, was a, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And again, a lot of that due to the injuries that's on Minnesota's side and the fact that Diggs and Cook and others uh, did not practice on this uh, Wednesday. We're going to continue with Anthony in a second. We've got to remind you guys that the crossover podcast on a Wednesday always brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. Remember who you're betting on, just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, guys. They are your best best bet this season. They've been in business for years. Great reviews online. That mobile site is easy to use. I'd only recommend this service to my listeners. You guys like it, and they've been good to you, so we'll keep discussing MyBookie. All right? I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie because when you win, they pay. They've got in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, all the most rewarding player perks in the business. You go to the website now. And enter the promo code Locked On, and they're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. You put down a hundred bucks, you'll get a hundred dollars. All right. So visit my bookie online today and use the promo code Locked On. If you create an account after seven p.m., you want to bet some NBA tonight? Uh, you, you want to bet Pacers and Knicks? Oh, come on, Pistons and Nets. Does it get any better than the Pistons in Brooklyn? After yes, it does. After seven p.m. Eastern time tonight. Log into my bookie and start up, and they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over 100 if you put in the promo code LOCKEDON25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after 7 Eastern tonight. After you go trick-or-treating, whatever you're doing, and take that extra money. You play, you win, you get paid with our friends at MyBookie. Are we continue with my guy Tony Anthony Broom, former intern with us at 105.1 back in the uh, heyday. Now at 24-7 Sports, maizeandbrew.com as well, covering Michigan football, Lions and Vikings on Sunday. All right, Anthony, you mentioned the offensive line. When the Lions' offensive line pushes people around and dominates, they win. That's happened three times. And when they haven't, they've lost, and that's been four times. The matchup with the Lions' O-line and the Vikings' D-line, how do you slice and dice it right now? Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a, we talked about injuries, and you kind of hit on the Everson Griffin thing there briefly. You get him back now. He was on a little bit of a pitch count last week, but I would think moving forward, you're going to see that role continue to expand until he's kind of back where he had been. Uh, so that's a guy that they have back. And then Daniel Hunter uh, just turned 24 this week, and he's got nine sacks on the season already. The dude has been an absolute animal. So you've got two really good ends coming. Uh, on Sunday if you're the Lions. And then the interior pressure. I mean, Linval Joseph, you know, you're talking about the, maybe a couple of the, the best nose tackles in the game, uh, in this game on Sunday with, you've got Linval on the, uh, on the Vikings side and then Snacks Harrison for the Lions. So 
another interesting little storyline there. And then a guy who's actually been pretty quiet this year so far, Sheldon Richardson. So you've got four Pro Bowl caliber uh, defensive line, probably the best defensive line that uh, the Lions will have seen so far this year. So like you said, they've been susceptible to getting pushed around a little bit. Uh, and, and the Vikings defensive line outside of Hunter is, like I said, kind of been quiet this year, uh, you know, at least in terms of the sack numbers and things like that. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's to me, it's a, I know it's a cliche, but this game to me, I, I see it coming down to the trenches really on both sides of the ball for both teams. Cause then you've got a struggling Vikings offensive line that's going up against a, a defensive line, uh, and the lines that struggle too. So, uh, it's kind of one of those. Strength versus strength, weakness versus weakness type game. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Griffin always plays well against the Lions, always gets to Matthew Stafford. Um, that, that, that situation with him and the issues he was having emotionally, players seem to rally around him. He seems to be fine in that locker room. Yeah, everything seems to be okay. I mean, he was welcomed back with, with open arms. I and mean, even when all that stuff was going on, it was always a very supportive atmosphere supportive vibe it wasn't like you had guys you know freaked out or turning away i mean they they knew that their teammate had a little bit of a problem and needed to take some time away and you know we talked about earlier how how important sometimes that that young cheap depth can be and they had a guy step in for him in the lineup steven weatherly who has ended up being a pretty good player as well so not only do they have four guys up front who are are really good really damn good i mean they've got some quality depth there along their defensive line too and they're going to rotate those guys so um yeah it's good it's good to see griffin back on the field he's had a smile on his face i know they lost on sunday but you know one of the silver linings is that you got to see really one of the better and and more underrated pass rushers in the league uh, back on the field after what was i think five or six weeks away from the team um and it seems like they're doing they've done a good job of getting him the help he needs they'll continue to do that because it's it's not over but he, he is back and ready to play football What's your take on the Lions uh, offensively? Obviously, they're going to be running the football, or at least attempting to, with on Johnson. Now that Golden Tate is gone, who knows who's going to be in the slot and who's going to be that safety valve for Matthew Stafford? How's Minnesota been stacking up against the run, which I know Mike Zimmer has always preached? Uh, and and what's, your, what's your thoughts on how what Detroit may try to do offensively? Yeah, well, I think that actually... I don't want to say that them losing Golden Tate uh, is not a big deal, because it is. I mean, one of the better... One of the better yak guys in the league. I mean, everyone knows that by watching him play. I think what this will force the Lions to do and how it could actually play into their hand on Sunday is that now that you don't have that safety valve there that you can throw those little bubble screens to or the little check down throws and, and hope that Golden makes a play, now you're going to have to go vertical down the field. The Lions have a couple of wide receivers in Jones and Galladay who I think are going to do, you know, I think those guys are pretty good at making plays down the field. And, with the Vikings secondary as beat up as it is, I don't know if Rhodes is going to play. Rhodes has been a guy who's generally, uh, when these two teams play, has shadowed uh, Marvin Jones. And Marvin's had a couple pretty good games against him. When you know the big saying is, you know, Rhodes closed because he's shut down some of the better guys in the league. Marvin Jones has had a couple pretty big outings uh, with Rhodes lined up against him. So, and he might not even be on the field. So, uh, when you look at Trey Waynes, you look at the the undrafted rookie Holton Hill. I mean, those, those are the guys that probably draw Jones and Galladay. So um, if they're able to run the football, if they're able to push the ball down the field, yeah, I could see I could see it being a little bit of a problem for the Vikings' defense. Um, the thing is, I, I don't – when I look at some of the things that the Lions do schematically on offense, I don't know if that's 
it's just it seems basic it seems simple uh, and and the, this Vikings defense is one that has struggled against the you know the Doug Peterson teams of the league the Sean McVay's of the league the Sean Payton's of the league so um I don't I don't think it's a hot take to say that the Lions don't quite have that uh in terms of the offensive brain power there so <laughs> um, well you know yeah. Anthony when you when you when you watch the Lions in Miami a couple of weeks ago and you saw some bubble screens some misdirection I really love the game that Jim Bob Cooter called against Miami, and then they come home Sunday against Pete Carroll in Seattle. And you're right; it's 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 base stuff. It's vanilla, no rhythm or flow after that first drive, and um, it, it didn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. And now with Tate gone, that's the one thing I worry about because you put him in the slot once in a while, you put him in motion once in a while for a fake reverse. He's been in the backfield before. He's had very big games in Minnesota, including, of course, the game-winning touchdown on that amazing play with the uh, somersault in the end zone two years ago. Um, you know, And you look up and go, can the Lions win three straight in Minnesota? And can they hand the Vikings a, a third loss in five home games? I think it's going to be a tough tough road to host Sunday for Detroit, in my opinion. It is. I also think it's going to – I mean, I, I know anytime just growing up in Detroit and, and knowing a lot of Lions fans, anytime they come off a loss like they had against Seattle, it's always – Oh, we're going to go on to Minnesota. We're going to get absolutely killed this week. Uh, I don't see that happening. I actually think that, um, I think that they'll, you'll see them come out as a desperate team on Sunday. I think you'll see Minnesota come out as a desperate team on Sunday. You know, both teams coming off of a loss. I mean, I know it, uh, things feel bleak right now with, for the Lions, with, with their fans, because they just traded Tate and a lot of people think they gave up on the season. But, you know, if you win, win this game, you're right back at, at 500 and, and you're pretty much on equal footing with Minnesota. So um, it really – I don't know who's going to win this division at this point, but I know that I think if Minnesota is the team to beat, I do still think that the Lions could be the biggest threat to them because I think they have the quarterback. Uh, that I, that Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is great, but I don't really see it with them this year, and I don't really believe in Mitch Trubisky. So if they can find a way to run the football on the Vikings' defense – they can find a way to make some plays down the field with the guys that are still there, Galladay and Jones. You know, I'm, I wouldn't rule out the Lions winning this game. I don't think they will. I do think Minnesota will win with their backs up against the wall heading into a bye. But I think it's going to be a really good football game, and I think it's going to be a really physical football game too. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think, uh, like you said, the concerns with Minnesota up front, uh, you mentioned the, 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 the magic two words, Riley and Reef. Uh, the Lions should take advantage of that. Um, but I just don't I, – I, I think that's a tough message to send that room when you're shipping Golden Tate out on a Tuesday, uh, and and this has not been a resilient team, uh, you know, the Lions. They haven't. Let, let's call it what it is. I happen to think they've got some talent. I think Darius Slay will, whoever he guards this Sunday, will do well. Um, you, you mentioned Snacks Harrison. Love that pickup, but the, you know they take a couple of steps forward and then they take a couple of steps back. It's it's frustrating. I think it's for, for Lions fans. Like you just said, this division's wide open, and it seems to me like they're thrown in the towel. Matt Patricia today said they're not, and that they think they can compensate. But Golden Tate was a big part of that offense, and I thought a big, you know, when Stafford, you know, third and ten, and, and Stafford's going to get you six to, you know, to get it to Tate. He got you those four, five, six yards. Who's going to who's going to do that for you now? T.J. Jones, come on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, I think that they can replace. A little bit of that with what they have in Theo Riddick, uh, if he's able to be healthy. But again, that's a guy that hasn't been able to do that a whole lot either. So uh, it's a concern. Uh, I, I think 
from a Lions fan's point of view, you know, uh, the people that say, oh, I think they've given up on the season. Well, you can't, you can't lose the games that they've lost to the Jets, to the 49ers, to the Cowboys. That game, all the games that they've lost, they're, um, they have nobody to blame but themselves for that. And I think that with the trade they made, I, I think overall, when you look in big picture, I know it is a little bit of a mixed message that they've sent, but, you know, the last week or so, they've gone out and, and acquired a guy for a fifth round pick in Snacks Harrison, who signed for three years, who can be a cornerstone player on their defense. And now you go out, if you had no plans to re sign Golden Tate, um, and I know the compensatory pick formula can be a little complicated. People were like, well, why didn't they keep him and just get the pick? Well, that's a pick two years from now when you can have a third rounder guaranteed this year. I get it from a football point of view. Yeah, but I, 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 I do I, too. I, certain, I, I think if I would be frustrated if you're a Lions fan because I feel like. You know, the message with them coming into this year was nine and seven isn't good enough. We want to take that next step. We want to be, you know, it's not just good enough to get to the playoffs. And it seems like they've started to roll that back. And even it's even this this division is there for the taking. I don't see anyone running away from this. I mean, these two teams no. are going to play in week sixteen, and there could still be division implications on the line, even with the Lions not having Golden Tate. So. Um, I don't know. It's I don't how they respond to this is is going to be a pretty pretty telling sign of where things will go moving forward. Because if you see a lot of guys come out pouting, and, um, make no mistake, I, I think that Minnesota, to a certain extent, is going to smell blood in the water. Because I think I think this team is bleeding a little bit right now. Um, I think that Mike Zimmer and his guys are, are more than happy to oblige you if they need to send a knockout blow. All right, Tony, love talking to you, buddy. Thanks so much. Of course, anytime. All right, there he is, Anthony Broom, our buddy from 247sports.com, cbssports.com, covering your Minnesota, or not your, but the Minnesota Vikings, uh, and doing a great job doing that. Check out his work uh, online as well, and follow him on Twitter. All right, that's our paw, Locked On Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions, a crossover edition, talking Lions and Vikings, brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. We will be back at tomorrow. Give you the three keys, update you on the injury report, and uh, we'll update you if Matt Patricia had any more uh, issues with posture at the uh, press conference tomorrow on Thursday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Lions.